Welcome to the Minimum Viable Podcast, a project of the Defense Entrepreneurs Forum. Our mission is to inspire, connect, and empower people in order to promote a culture of innovation in the U.S. national security community. You can learn more about DEF and get involved at DEF.org. That's D-E-F dot O-R-G. We look forward to your ideas and are excited to connect you with other doers working on hard problems. What's up, Mike? Hey, good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. It's uh, it's hump day. Mike, 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 what day is it? <laughs> hump day. Hump day. We're halfway through the week and we're doing our first weekly Wednesday wrap up midweek with the mics. It's a working title. It's not the <laughs> I still, I still a big fan of, we did this uh, organic kind of brainstorming and came up with cool ideas. I like the idea of Project Pizzle. Uh, if anybody's ever looked up DEF and done that random Google looking for the website, sometimes you end up on Urban Dictionary. Uh, Urban Dictionary has it as a uh, term to describe a person or event that is cool, circa 1981. And the reference is, yo, my pizzles. I got the hookup at this DEF new club. It's supposed to be off the hizzy. Off the hizzy. Off the hizzy. What? 1981 cool. So deaf is definitely hip for the 80s. All right. Well, we'll we'll consider we'll, we'll marinate on that. <laughs> As Fair enough. We do hope to make this a, a weekly, a recurring event. Um, why don't you introduce? This was your idea, so you actually get the brain credit. Why don't you introduce the idea behind what we're doing today? All right, guys. Well, everybody, welcome to our first roundup. Um, honestly, the idea for this came from uh, participation with DEF means something to everybody. This has become such a huge group with so many different events uh, and so many different aspects. It's hard to keep track of what's going on, who's doing what, how you can best participate and help the team. And ultimately, that's the goal. It's what we all want to do. We all want to help. So these roundups, we hope that's going to be a good resource for everybody to stay informed and you know, keeping it quick and afterwards go right into uh, what we do best, a quick drink and think. So we can all uh, chill out and talk about how much uh, content we may have missed, skipped, or you know, possibly messed up on. Quite potentially. Um, so let, let me kick off. I want to welcome uh, all of the, the new members that have joined in the past week. Um, and hopefully we can make that a part uh, of each of these weekly roundups. Um, so uh, as joining, ha having joined just today, Justin Leader, who gets a special shout out because he is in my hometown of Vancouver, Washington. Um, but also Peter Zerbach, Brian Wallace, Dave Maloney, Jordan Molman, Michael De La Cruz, Scott Madison, Sarah Weinstein, Jesse Osborne, Eric Choate, Neil Kay, Logan Turner, Jeffrey Barnes, Matthew O'Donohue, A. Martinez, Kyle Williams, Max Adams, Lindsay Pauley, Philip Luca, Ron Thompson, and Mike Lavery. All those people joined in the past week. So welcome. Welcome to the deaf community. I couldn't help but notice a few of those were just initials. You caught that? <laughs> <laughs> if I abbreviated your first or last name to initial, uh, that is a mechanism by which I don't mispronounce your name and save ourselves further uh, embarrassment. But welcome to all of those people. Uh, really glad to have you in DEF. And if you're listening and not a member yet, it's very easy. It's DEF.org slash join. Excellent. And if you happen to Google search it, just keep that in mind as you uh, head your way to the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> 
I don't know how you ended up there, but the, but the fizzle and the dahizzy will, will definitely stick with me. Um, here's another thing I, I hope to do um, before we even get to the news is I want to spotlight a volunteer. Um, oh, you and I were talking yesterday, we were, we were doing our prep for this and we, you know, talked about how this, this community and organization, you know, lives and breathes because of the people who are just volunteering their own time. And if you don't know yet, DEF is a 501c3, it's a nonprofit, it's all volunteer run. Um, and these people are all over the country, come from all walks of life, but they, you know, they uh, volunteer their time and effort and resources to, to help keep the movement going forward. So um, maybe we can spotlight one each week. Does that sound good, Mike? I think that's perfect. You know, maybe we'll get froggy some weeks and go right for two. Oh, we could do that. We could do that. Um, today, I have someone in mind spe specifically, and that's Steph. Um, Steph Zhao is our finance team lead, uh, and she's been volunteering on the Deaf Leadership Team since December of 2017, uh, so that's several years now. Um, she studied emerging tech and national security innovation with a focus on unmanned systems, uh, and then in her postgrad life, she started working in finance, uh, most recently at a late-stage uh, health and wellness startup. She's been based in New York City, but will soon be moving to California because, and this is great news, so congrats, Steph, uh, she'll be going to Stanford Business School this fall. So we're super excited for her um, and thankful for all, all that she's put into DEF over these three years. You know, finance especially can be, can be tough and not a fun job on the team. And she, uh, she jokes that people's eyes glaze over when she starts to share reports <laughs> and the P&Ls. <laughs> But uh, you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are uh, and in and in good shape without her. So speaking of her big shoes to fill, we actually are recruiting for someone to join her on the finance team, uh, with the potential to grow into that team lead, kind of a CFO role, and take over for her when she starts business school. So if anyone listening to this is interested in stepping up to that challenge and opportunity, then head on over to def.org/join and apply to be a volunteer. Uh, and if you're curious about the skill sets or qualifications. Uh, initial responsibilities, anything like that, you can reach out to us, hello at def.org, uh, or DM, DM me, and we'll be, you know, glad to share some more detail. You know, Mike, what's interesting about that is that that, that particular role is such a difficult skill set to get into, um, that it, do you think there'd be an option for people if, the, even if they were hesitant about position, but knew that CFO was something they wanted to do in the future, that they could uh, work with individuals on our team to learn the position required skills and kind of work out the kinks before they ever, uh, stepped in the door in, a, in another venture? Yeah, yeah, good point, Mike. Uh, the qualifications we're looking for are pretty basic. You don't have to have been a CFO before. You know, we're looking for quantitative skills and, and attention to detail and some working knowledge of Excel and, and things like that, um, but not too, not too tall of an order. And I think one of the things we always strive for with DEF uh, is that you as a volunteer get something out of it too, or get a lot out of it. I know I have, it's pushed me to grow um, and, you know, it can be tough sometimes, um, but you learn a lot from it. And I hope that volunteering at DEF can be impactful for people uh, on their personal journeys and professional journeys um, as much as they are having an impact on DEF themselves. So yeah, I, I hope that uh, that someone out there is, is interested in that challenge and that opportunity to, to serve and also, you know, grow themselves. And like I, you know, I was, I tried to point out, they'll have some overlap with Steph um, for a couple months here uh, for her to get them up to speed and kind of grow into that role. So don't be shy. What else do volunteers do on the team? We have a lot of volunteers. Uh, we, could, we could spend a minute talking about this, but uh, there are, uh, there's a leadership team um, by functional areas, uh, about seven or eight key people uh, that are doing everything from communications to uh, community, finance, fundraising, engagement with partner organizations, operations, all those kind of core areas. 
Um, and those team leads are supported by a group of volunteers at the national level. Uh, and then we also have, you know, all of these volunteers out in their local communities, the people leading agoras and making events happen at those local agoras uh, are all volunteering themselves too. So there's a lot of different opportunities you can, you can get involved and, and push yourself or you can get involved and apply your, your specific skill set and experience. We are always recruiting uh, for, for good people. That's great. And it sounds like there's probably even positions there that don't exist yet that volunteers can work their way into doing something for the team that, I don't know, host a webcast. That's exactly right. I mean, you, you, my friend, were not an official volunteer uh, <laughs> until today. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the group. <laughs> you brought, you brought this idea, you brought this idea up in feedback uh, and we all liked the idea. We saw the potential. And then I asked you, I was like, are you, are you in, are you going to back that up? And you did not miss a beat, my friend. So Let's, let's get into it. Let's, let me hand it back over to you and, and tell me what's going on around DEF this past week. Excellent. So around DEF, uh, this is a segment where we really want to touch on different features because I was saying before, it's such a large group. So I'm just going to take some time. Let's take a few minutes and highlight just some of my initial finds. Um, now, in our initial run, I found some stuff from Mike. I did not know that there was three pages worth of groups. <laughs> I thought he was fibbing to me about a channel that uh, existed that I never knew about. So please, if, if there's anything missed in this highlight, anything that anybody wants to include in the, in the future, jump over to that feedback channel. And that's where we're going to spur some of the content for these future videos. Uh, but today I really wanted to highlight uh, what Jer is doing over with the Slack 101. So Slack 101 is the conversation that led us to having this kind of breakdown. Um, Jaren and yourself are taking it, taking it for the group and teaching people how to work within the existing channel structure, what types of channels are there, how to manage your content and alerts, which is huge when you're first starting. It's so overwhelming that if you don't, your phone is just going, 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 and you, you, you're, you're uh, okay, too much, too much. So I really recommend everyone to, to take a look at that, especially if this is your first time uh, working with Slack. Uh, even if not, it's a good opportunity to ask questions and, and broaden your knowledge on how to use this better. Um, the second event I wanted to highlight was definitely our happy hour. So we're doing a happy half hour following this portal. So bring your beverages, bring your friends, and uh, we'll uh, kick it off. Uh, but that's going to be a great opportunity to just spur some conversations, get on the live feed, get to know each other. Um, and what's interesting, I've always loved deaf in this aspect, is you you may find you've been interacting with people in the channels, in Slack for years, and then you see them in a web portal or you see them at the annual DEF conference, you're like, you're not what I imagined at all. <laughs> so I love, I love making that transition from a, a digital relationship, if you will, to a in-person, hey, this is really you. And it's, it's, it's always fascinating to uh, see the differences people have. Um, other than that, I, the few things were going on with human intelligence. Human intelligence uh, posted inside of the DC Agora that every Monday at 10, they're actually having a talk and talking about such things as social distancing, um, the, the industrial distrust that's coming with that, and the role and, of social media and how to listen and understand. And, you know, that channel, human intelligence is wonderful. It applies to almost all the other channels and facets of our, our daily lives. So, uh, check that out. They have a scheduled weekly telecon going on. And once again, that's posted inside the uh, DC channel. 
also in Collab and Tools, uh, DISA has their new file ex exchange up and running. So I'm sure all of us have, are familiar with Armadec. Uh, I found that interesting for my whole career in the Navy that we used an Army product and didn't know any other way and had to log into Army web portals. But really that became a, uh, a required tool. And once that went down for security purposes, a lot of us almost didn't know how to do our jobs until you had stuff, you know, you Navy Connect, um, all those tools. But DISA's now is officially up and running um, and it counters to what we've probably all been using with DOD safe. So I'm interested to uh, work with that and see what differences can be, can work out, when, which fits each situation. Um, but yeah, that was out in the Collab and Tools channel. Uh, some interesting stuff also happening in diversity, which actually I wanted to talk to you about um, with the, the factuality. Um, it seems that that's an event that you've participated with twice now. And we, I think we have another one up and coming. Is that right? Well, there have been, uh, there have been a few demos. I've been lucky enough to be in two demos so far. Uh, and we're scheduling an actual workshop for DEF on July 28th. So stand by for that registration link to come out. But what you're talking about is um, I'm, I'm really pumped up about it. Uh, and this, there's a hat tip in here to Katie Tobin, who put me on to, uh, to it. But Factuality is a 90-minute crash course. Um, it's a facilitated uh, discussion. It's an interactive experience. It's gamified. Um, and it's all grounded in data from the U.S. Department of Labor and Statistics. Um, and it uh, is meant to expose people to the structural inequality in America. Um, and again, it's all based in actual statistics. You kind of role play, you know, someone different than, than you, and you kind of learn all of these um, constraints and, and things that are, you know, unequal and unjust out there and gain a lot of empathy uh, for what other people are going through. And it's also, another thing I like about it is that there's a strong bias for action. So again, it's a facilitated dialogue. Um, and the second half of it, you start digging into what you can do about those things, or maybe even what we as deaf can do. And so, um, I was hooked from that first demo. Um, it actually was originally a board game um, inspired by Monopoly. And the, uh, the person who owns and runs this, her name's Natalie. Um, really interesting story. She made the pivot to virtual because of COVID um, and has been doing these virtual uh, courses all over. So again, we're scheduling that for July 28th. It's a Tuesday. We'll do it in the evening, hour and a half. Um, and we can have up to 100 attendees. Um, and I am I'm stoked. I hope a lot of people you know, are able to put it on their calendar and show up. Wonderful. That'll be great. Um, yeah. So moving right along out in design thinking, we have some plenty of workshops throughout the history of DEF and a few more coming. So log in there, check it out, see what's up and coming. Uh, I'll put, I'll put a personal plug, hashtag channel Pax Rivers trying to get up and started. So if any of you cats online are uh, tr thinking about how to get involved and maybe the trip up to DC is a little much for you. Uh, get in touch with me and let's uh, get in that channel and get it ironed out. Uh, other than that, Patuxent River, huh? Yeah, Patuxent River. <laughs> Keeping it strong, trying to be a channel now for four years. <laughs> <laughs> so um, other than that, this, this is the content, once again, I searched from the only 22 channels that I follow inside of the deaf group. So please log into that feedback channel. Um, and lastly, I just wanted to do a weekly call out for the feedback channel. This is every week. I really want to highlight a channel that maybe somebody didn't know about. I didn't know anything about feedback. Um, I originally had reached out to Jer asking about this kind of thing. Hey, if we're making videos for how do you slack, why not make videos for how to participate with deaf? And that was made in the general channel. He referred me to, Hey, have you checked out feedback? 
and that landed me here. So for anybody, and this goes for in any social media platform, anything you see, deaf, that deaf channel is a place where you can drop questions, provide feedback, and it looks like everybody's really responsive. So um, follow up in there, give it, a, give it a check, and that's our channel of the week. That's a good plug. I mean, we built that channel to, like you said, to collect feedback from deaf members, and so many people have brought great ideas or asked for, you know, settings to be changed or asked why things were, you know, were being done a certain way. And, uh, you know, we try to foster that own good culture and emulate that culture that we want to see all over national security. So absolutely, anybody from the, the volunteer team or more than one of us certainly will, will respond if you um, get into uh, hashtag feedback. That's a channel in our Slack workspace. Um, or you can, you can message any of us. You can DM us. Very open feedback. Want to hear those good ideas. We talked about it before, but that I can't get over that term DM. It just it just sounds dirty to me. I'm 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 using it explicitly to rile you, aren't I? <laughs> the more that we can work it, the better. <laughs> but, I've done it twice now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Are can we DM you after this? <laughs> Other than that, I think that breaks up uh, our our channels. Let's jump into what what do you know from the high end level, and what are the larger deaf updates going on? Yeah, so this hopefully is a good platform to, on a, again, on a weekly basis, on a recurring basis, kind of highlight some of the things happening around deaf that we're trying to do organizationally or nationally, uh, make sure that good word gets out. So um, recently we had a great event. We had a members only call uh, an AMA type of session with uh, Snehal Antani, who's a CTO at SOCOM. Uh, so that was an awesome discussion last week. Um, I'll highlight a couple events that are upcoming. Omaha, our Agora there, is doing a virtual drink and think on July 16th. Uh, with author Trent Hone, who wrote Learning War, which uh, many of us have discussed, great book. Um, and Aragor in Charlottesville is also doing a virtual Link and Learn on July 9th. So those are two local events that are coming up. Again, you know, in COVID times, when we do these virtual events, the geographic barriers kind of break down. It's still great to see local communities hosting these events, um, but by all means, you don't have to live in Omaha to join on July 16th and hear from Trent Hone and ask him your questions. Um, you know, already so talking a, lot about of our, a lot of our folks are military driven. So jumping into a channel or a web link like this before you transfer wouldn't be half a bad idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, already talked about factuality uh, and, and how we're excited for that. There's another uh, really important event coming up and we just pushed it out over social media today. And that's a workshop for Hopper. Um, so if you don't know what Hopper is, it's a, a national level program uh, of DEFs, and you can find out more at uh, deaf.org slash hopper. Uh, but for the last uh, several months, they've been working on a project in support of the DID, the Defense Innovation Board, uh, on their Workforce Now initiative. Um, and that project is wrapping up, it's coming to a close, and uh, there's going to be a final uh, hands-on event. We'll do it virtually. Um, a limited number of participants, so please register or RSVP. Um, and the Hopper team is going to put together a diverse group to, you know, work through how to tactically uh, and strategically implement a lot of the recommendations that the DIB made in Workforce Now and how people can, can actually take that to the ground in their own organization uh, and start making it happen. So uh, there's also a digital data call that we uh, put out in our uh, posts about registration. Um, so if you can't make that event uh, on July 7th, you can always fill out the survey, the digital data call and, and send in your ideas. Um, and even if you are gonna be at the workshop, you know, please do fill that out. It's a way to make sure the workshop is focused um, and keeps on track. So looking forward to Hopper wrapping that project and then providing a deliverable back to the DIB. Um, that's how the Hopper program works. Uh, another thing that we have been excited about looking forward to for a while is the summer of design. 
Summer of Design Federal, so DEF, uh, and that is off and running. We've been looking forward to it for, for many weeks. Trish Martinelli, a volunteer on our national team, has done a great job of uh, helping that, get that off the ground, get the deaf community involved. If you don't know what it is, it is a, an immersive learning experience over the course of the summer that teaches design thinking, uses small groups, actual design challenges, culminates uh, with an actual UVA Darden certification in, des in design thinking. Um, and this year it's all virtual uh, for obvious reasons, um, but it's also uniquely focused on the federal space this year. Um, so we're really excited to see that. We have a lot of people in deaf that are enrolled in the program. Uh, and they're off to a great start. We were actually able to give two scholarships to deaf members to fund their enrollment, and we're really excited to be able to do that too. So I'll drop the link in the chat and we'll put it in the, uh, in the show notes, but that's the Summer of Design DC. All right, what else? What am I missing, Mike? I think we got to talk about our, the event of the season, uh, Deaf 2020. What's going on with that? Are, is it, are we making any changes? Are we COVID adapting or are we rolling through? We are, we are, we're staying agile. We are adapting. Right? <laughs> Perfect. So, so DEF 2020, and for those unfamiliar, we, we have an annual conference every year. That's, that's how DEF started in 2013. Um, DEF 2019 was in DC last year and it changes cities each year. So DEF 2020 was going to be in Indianapolis, Indy. Um, because of the global pandemic and everybody's unique personal situations, we have recently decided and announced that we will virtualize the core content. Um, and that's out of respect for you know public safety and for people's individual circumstances that might not allow them to travel or, or that they feel comfortable traveling. Um, and we certainly, it's hard to predict. It's always hard to predict the future. It's especially hard these days, it feels like. Um, so we will, we will virtualize the core content. We'll do uh, one day of content on October 23rd. That's a Saturday. Uh, we have our first big speaker announcement coming this week. The team's really excited about that. Uh, Can you drop us, drop us any hints? <laughs> <laughs> a hint. Let's see. I don't want to. I don't want to steal the team's thunder. Um, I will say that his first name starts with an F. His last name starts with a J, and he may or may not be uh, from Europe. That's okay. all. I'll give you. A European male vague. would have been a good start, but initials are even better. That's it's super vague, but you'll see. You'll see this <laughs> Perfect. Week. It's coming out. It's coming out on social media. Our uh, our team, our, our Deaf Twenty Twenty volunteer team, led by Heath Murray, who uh, is on the ground there in Indiana. Um, have been doing a, an absolute great job. I know they're really disappointed to not be able to host the whole deaf community in the Midwest and show their Midwestern hospitality. Um, and I'm disappointed for that too. Uh, but we will, um, as always, bring some unique and interactive content, even virtually. Um, and I also hope that local Agoras can put together kind of a physical complement to the event. Uh, whatever is in their region, right? Whatever, whatever works for the local community, but maybe a watch party or maybe a happy hour afterwards. There is a lot of magic, you know, in in-person in interaction and getting together personally. So I hope that that's still, you know, a possibility for some of our local communities. Um, but I think we'll also be able to reach even more people this way uh, by by putting it out over, you know, over the internet. Absolutely. You know, that reminds me of something else I saw on the channels was I think we still have some deaf 2019 swag floating around that everyone's trying to get a grasp on what to do with. So if anybody watching has any ideas put it in the uh, in the channel and let's uh, let's see what to do with that excess swag there may or may not be someone on this call who has a large quantity of that in their basement uh, and probably would love to see that go to a happy home so with that uh, we also hope to have a guest uh, each week um, or most weeks um, spotlight something going on in the deaf community or, or have someone on the show so why don't you uh, introduce our first guest 
So what a wonderful idea to have a guest. Uh, so our first person, like yourself, Mike, needs little introduction. I think she's one of the most well-known people uh, in the group, and that's Jen Savada. Perfect timing. Hi, Jen. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hump day. Hump day. <laughs> Well, good. So, Jen, we are excited to have you here. Can you tell us uh, what's going on in your life right now and where are you calling in from? So, I'm actually in Florida for the next five weeks. I escaped D.C. I decided to go from one hub of uh, COVID-19 to, to another one that's actually even getting bigger because I wanted to just put my life in jeopardy. Um, but I'm hanging out with my parents and my kids for the next five weeks so that I can work while my kids play in the pool. That's fantastic. Well, I got to tell you, we appreciate this even more knowing that you're on vacation in another state. So, I mean, thanks for calling in. And uh, yeah, let's get right to it. So uh, surprise, surprise, although I did send you some questions, uh, there are going to be a few you're not ready for. So I'm super excited. Yeah, that's the attitude. All right. So first, you know, the simplest, what most people want to know is somebody in your position how long have you been with deaf and how, what was that progression to get to where you are now? Sure. So I started off in deaf in um, 2016 and the way that I actually joined deaf and actually even learned about deaf was I was at a defense one conference in October of 2016 and sat at a massive table and somebody came and sat next to me and said, Hey, do you mind if I sit here? I said, no, fine, go ahead. We started a com uh, conversation with each other and then ended up being Jim Perkins, who was the executive director to two executive directors ago. And um, he invited me to their leadership meeting that they had in January of 2017, and the rest is history. <laughs> well, and a good history at that. It's not, it's not a negative. Um, well, great. So, I mean, that covers that. So, what, in, that, in that time frame, what's been your favorite moments with, with Def? What, what really has stood out in your time here? So, one of my favorite things is the national conferences and so i'm really actually excited to see how this virtual conference goes because there's such an opportunity to build relationships with people that you've never met before and to bring people from all over the us and, and other parts of the world together um, and with that it's the just kind of the energy that's in deaf and the desire for people to make things better regardless of where they are whether they're in the private sector whether they're in the public sector if they um, are part of the university crowd or think tanks or the government or the military. It's just a great group of people that want to collaborate and work to really change how we do things to make it better for everybody. That's fantastic. You know, and that, that kind of paves the way perfectly into the, the entire reason I thought you'd be the perfect guest is, you know, as I was diving around, I have seen nothing but DC being an active uh, an active agora during these these times, you know, the, we we can't have the meetings. I mean, I used to make it up to your guys drinking things every chance I got, and that was the key highlight was being in person with people, talking, drinking, and having a great time, followed by some wonderful discussions. So, how have you guys transitioned so well? What has empowered you to do that? Uh, what was that process like? So the nice thing is that people kind of took their own initiative. They didn't wait for me to do it as kind of the lead of the DC agora. And in return, we got a lot of activity that sort of splintered off. So now we have a, a Friday call-in where we either set a topic or have a random um, happy hour. And that goes sometimes an hour or longer, depending on how long people want to stay on on a Friday afternoon. Um, and then we've 
had people that have had major events happen. So August Cole had a book launch. And um, since he's part of the deaf community, we said, why don't we bring him in, have a, a book launch. And Daniel Holter is actually the one that recommended it out in Hawaii. So we ran with it after realizing that the book was actually based in DC. So we thought it would be a good match. And it's been nice to see people stepping up and taking roles, leadership roles, and, and um, trying to get things going, even when other people are busy or isolated. Excellent. So during those digital drink and thinks, what's your drink of choice? What are you drinking during a drink and think? It depends. Today it's water because it's so freaking hot in Florida. <laughs> yeah, um, sometimes it's a glass of wine. Sometimes it's a gin and tonic. You never know. Perfect. Keeping it classy. I like it. Um, other than that, with, with COVID, with your trip, uh, during this time where we're finding more to do with our personal times, have you unlocked any secret talents? So interestingly enough, I, my secret talent was I actually got certified in cloud computing. I got an AWS certified cloud practitioner certificate. Um, I know it sounds really random, but it was something that I'd been wanting to do for a while, but I didn't have the time to dedicate to it. So having a little bit of time allowed me to do it. That's wow, awesome. that's, I was thinking you'd be like a professional bottle flipper. I've taken the time and painted a few, a laundry room and no, you did something really productive. So <laughs> kudos to you. You're, you're doing way better than I. <laughs> so during that, that transition now, what, what tools does your team utilize to, to stay digital and stay relevant and stay connected? So within DC, the DC Agora, it's mostly Slack. Um, we find that that's the best hub for all of our data and for keeping people connected. Um, and then we'll launch off of there. So we've done um, calls from Slack, but that limits the number of people that can actually attend. So as things started to get bigger and bigger, we've worked with the leadership team, um, the national team of, of DEF to put Zoom calls together. Uh, and I would say that that seems to be the most prevalent way. Um, otherwise, sometimes people just get left out or they don't know what's happening. But if you put it in Slack, everybody who's in deaf has access to it. Since you are using Zoom, have, has anybody brought up on your team the security aspects of using? I know they've been in the news in the beginning of COVID. Um, was that any concern for you guys or what thoughts? So I think that the initially when Zoom was getting all the Zoom bombs and people were hacking into the system, Zoom actually did a really good job very quickly of securing their system. And you can see that now when you try to get into a Zoom call, you have to put your email address in, you've got to be let in by the organizer, all sorts of other things that, that have precluded or that have um, allowed Zoom to be a better platform. Um, I know the government still does not like Zoom to be used and they want to use other things, but we haven't had a problem with it. That's really wonderful. Um, so with that, uh, what, there, obviously there's a change to having an in-person drinking thing and a virtual different thing. Where, where do the pros and cons lie? Have you seen any advantages? And uh, clearly, are there some disadvantages associated with operating that way as an Agora? Yeah, so the thing I would say from an advantage point, there's sort of, I think probably two or three. The first one I would say is that you can have people from across the country or across the deaf organization that you might not have had before. And so it expands the community beyond just the people that can make it to the event. The other thing is, is that attending an event in person takes additional time. You have to plan to get there. You've got to, you're actually physically there and then get home. So sometimes the event can be twice as long. When you do a virtual event, you come when you can and you leave when you have to. So it allows for a lot more flexibility. So you can be there for 40 minutes, you can be there for 10 minutes, or you can be there for the whole two hours. And the topics 
can meander and, and have a discussion that you didn't know you were gonna have because it may not be quite as formal. Um, the disadvantages is that we're all human beings and we like interaction. We, you know, I'm, I'm a hugger. I like to hug people or give them a high five or at least you know, put eyes on people and make eye contact. It's harder to do and feel that sense of connectedness over Zoom or over a video chat. But I think that there are ways that we're starting to figure out how to do that. And we're becoming less formal on um, video calls. I'm even noticing it with work that people are less formal now. And if a kid runs around in the back, who cares? You know, <laughs> we're, all, we're all here trying to get the same thing done. You know, with that, that transition into a question I had for you. With all this digital infrastructure, have you ever attended one of these meetings wearing a different outfit than you would have if it was in person? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I live now in my work t-shirt, which I'm wearing right now. I've got, um, I think, five of them, one for every day of the week, and I just, you know, rotate them, whereas before I might have been in semi-business attire. Um, and even now, when I, I have to go into the office occasionally, I'd still be in jeans and a t-shirt and a blazer. So the expectation has changed substantially, even within the DC environment. And you feel a little more comfort, probably, with that? Of course. I'm not sweating my, my tail off. Do you find that you're enjoying this more in your, in your regular work life? Do you, do you actually enjoy this digital interaction better because of the um, social ease? Or do you, do you really wish we can get back to work tomorrow? I think that there's a fine middle between the two. Um, before my last job in the Air Force, I actually worked from home for two years. And a lot of people know that, some people don't know that. Because I was responsible for doing private sector outreach. And so I would start at home, go downtown to think tanks, I'd go to Defense One or other events, um, and then come home, rather than going into the Pentagon. And so I was- to you. I know, I was comfortable working from home. Um, and it was actually a hard transition to go back to work full time. So I think that there's a balance between where you can be productive, where you need that human interaction and where you need to have even people around you to, to make decisions. Um, so I think that as the world starts to normalize, this is gonna be the new normal where people go into work sometimes, they work from home sometimes, and then people are more forgiving on when people have to be at home. You know, that transitions into what, what that question I wanted to ask is, you just answered, answered it for work, but for deaf as a, as a larger group, do you think any of the changes that we've made, that you've made this during this COVID are going to become permanent? Do you think there's any uh, benefits that come out of it that we should keep? Or once COVID is, is no longer a concern, do we go back to normal because that was the best way to operate? I actually would really like to see more virtual events continue as we go because there were a lot of opportunities that we had in DC that I would have liked to have shared with others, where we had very high level government officials who did off the records, off the books, talks and discussions that other people weren't privy to, but because they were part of DEF, they could have been if they could have just been there. I think that we can continue those and probably expand the reach and then educate everybody even more. You know, that kind of sounds like you, uh, you're, mentioning one of my favorite people, Hondo Gertz, who I, you know, got to meet through this. But um, as far as that, that was somebody that I was really excited to meet. Uh, is there anybody in the deaf community that you have interacted with inside of this virtual that one day you really hope to meet in the real, in the now? I think most of the people that we've interacted with, I know already. Okay, um, fair enough. I'm excited to see what's going to come from the deaf conference, from the national conference, because I'm sure there's going to be new people that 
will be popping in that we haven't really experienced within DEF before. Wonderful. So as a last segment, it's not really a question. I had a story to tell about Jen and the last time we met. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I had, I've known Jen for a few years now, years now interacting with DEF. Um, in which I was in the military. I transitioned a uh, year before last and I really hadn't seen anybody for a while. And so by the time I showed up, I had a big beard, I had my hair all back. And I see Jen in uh, leading up to one of our um, events going on in uh, Arlington. And I see her, I make eye contact, I'm super excited, like Jen. And I can tell she's like, hello. I'm like, oh, okay. And so, you know, we walk up, I've got my wife with me, my daughter, um, and she goes, hi, can I help you? And can we fill out your name tag? And so it wasn't until I get about halfway through my last name that Jen's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of my favorite memories with Jen, is just seeing, seeing that light up and it connect and, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I have a pretty good memory for most people. Like I can meet somebody and then remember who they are, but you did a complete change of, like you could have been a part of the CIA and the disguise factory. Definitely. Excellent. Very compliment. I mean, that goes with any, any veteran immediately is how, how am I going, to, what, what do I do now? I think Michael can't wait till you get there. <laughs> can't wait to see where you go. Full beard, no hair, some hair. It's an interesting transition for everybody to try to figure out, who are you? But good. I, Jen, thank you so much for coming and being our very first uh, live interview. This has been fantastic. Um, do you have any final words, anything you want to say to the community and our, I'm sure, long list of attendees? Yes, absolutely. I would say I've been a part of DEF now for four years and um, still active in the day-to-day -day kind of running of the DC Agora, but also a member of the board. And I continue to be a part of DEF because I really value the relationships that are built, the work that everybody does. And so I would say, find a friend, make them join, and then bring them to the next virtual event or real in-life event when we get there. Because it's only as a community that we're able to make impact. Oh, that's... That's real heartfelt. I think that goes for most of the people in this community. I think you could even remember like you do, who brought you in and where. It's a memory you always cherish that you can always look back to and say, I was brought in by so-and-so. Absolutely. Well, perfect. Thanks again, Jen. Um, and with that, Mike, back to you. That's a great note to wrap on. Uh, we're just over half an hour of our very first weekly wrap-up. Thanks everyone who tuned in and those who watch this later. Um, I wish you all happy 4th of July. It's a short week, which is great. I hope you're also experiencing a short, a short work week and that you are able to celebrate this weekend. Um, I'm sure there are, I'm certain there are even more things happening around uh, the community than we were able to cover today uh, or that we'll be able to cover next week. Um, and that's because it's a vibrant community. It's a very busy community. Um, and it's all focused on positive culture change and national security. Um, because we try to inspire and connect and empower with uh, the events that we convene by forging partnerships, by delivering tangible solutions, so that we can promote a culture of innovation in national security. That's our show. I've been your host, Mike Madrid. I'm Mike Bacota. <laughs> Tune in next week. My Pizzles. Did I say that right, Mike? Our Pizzles. Our Pizzles. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for taking the time to listen. We love ideas and feedback, 
So feel free to send your thoughts to hello at deaf.org. For more great content and to stay in the loop about community events and activities, follow us on social media and subscribe to our monthly newsletter. Everyone plays a part in building the innovative national security culture we want to see. To find where you fit, just go to deaf.org slash join. That's def.org slash join. Thank you.